You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to One Leg at a Time from Pride Detroit PODcast here with me, as always, Ryan Matthews, the rock god. I'm Christopher Fett on Twitter. One Leg at a Time is our gambling podcast exclusive to the PODcast feed. We don't do this on the uh, on the Twitch feed, not yet at least. That might change in the bye week. We'll see. We have to go argue with Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, man, Chris. Uh, Let's recap an interesting week we had last week. Uh, Yeah, and I also want to get this Green Bay game out of my my head because I'm pissed off. Yeah, is is that one stuck in your craw? It is stuck in my craw. It is stuck in my craw because, A, I had Aaron Jones in fantasy. Nobody likes to hear about fantasy. I'm going to talk about it anyway. You can't stop me. Uh, I had Aaron Jones in fantasy. He gets denied a touchdown, and that turns into, like, the weirdest succession of plays that don't turn into points for green Bay. And that's how the game should have like with Kyler Murray driving the other way. That's how the game should have ended, but no AJ green does his best J.R. Smith impression and doesn't, and appears to forget which way the ball is coming. It was a perfect throw too. It, it was, was perfect. AJ green just needed to turn around. He needed to turn around and catch it. And he did it. Backside shoulder throw. I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about how, like, oh, that's why you never throw the fade. That wasn't a fade. A fade is no. to the back pylon, and it's up in the air, and it's a jump ball. That was a back shoulder throw. It was perfect. I'm seeing people trying to put this on Kyler Murray. I'm like, what for what? A.J. Green didn't turn around. A.J. Green didn't turn around. He knew the play, and he didn't turn around. And Green Bay gets the, the best luck again. Could you imagine if that series of like being denied, only they can get denied a touchdown, which would actually a touchdown for Aaron Jones and still get the luck to win. Only in Green Bay, Mm -hmm. only in Green Bay, which was in Arizona, but only for the Packers could that happen, right? Only for the Packers. Uh, Not for us. We bet on Green Bay last week at Washington playing them over 48 did not hit. Our wins from that week, however, come on your daily double, which means that counts for two. Rams money line under 50 and a half. We were all over this Lions-Rams game. Um, My Jared Goff under 267 and a half passing yards was off by a half yard. He threw for 268 yards. Yes. I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You're irate. I am. I am livid. (laughs) <laughs> uh we did hit on the our our other best bet from the game i know we made like a ton of picks but we picked like two these, these two were our best ones the other best one we had was lions team touchdowns under one and a half and that was right 
Yeah, that was a solid bet. And uh, I, to, to say that I was nervous after Swift caught that ball and ran for a you know 60-some-odd-yard touchdown, to say I was nervous would be incorrect because I literally immediately tweeted, and I was like, those are all the points that the Detroit Lions are going to score, aren't they? Um, and <laughs> that didn't come to fruition because they kicked some field goals, but uh, that was the only touchdown they had, Chris. Well, we're going to uh, probably see DeAndre Swift a little bit more in, later on in this podcast. Two more wins we've got, though, from last week. Falcons minus one first half. I keep cleaning up on these first half bets. I don't have any for you this week, but we have these. As always, by the way, we give this preamble in that we are not sharps. We are not touts. We are not here to tell you how to make money. It's just what we like and what we're willing to waste our money on. Um, the other thing we were willing to waste our money on was Seahawks plus four and a half against the Saints, which hit. What an ugly, gross, disgusting, stupid game that was. So glad that we bet on that. That was just, you know what? The only the only game that was uglier than that game was Colts 49ers. Oh, that wasn't even football. No, it hardly I, resembled football. I, I Something happened where, because that game was what? That was Monday night or was that Sunday night? That, that was, was Sunday night, yep. That was Sunday night. Sunday night touched the uh, the Freaky Friday skull with Thursday night football. And then like, we got the good Thursday night football game. Yeah. We got the bad Sunday night football game. I we're, we're only allowed one or the other. That's, that's yeah. Monday tough. nights, Monday nights, the wild card, but usually Monday night comes up bad anyway. Yeah. Um, can, can we talk about the worst beat of the week that I thought, like we just absolutely sure. got our skulls kicked in Bengals minus or Bengals plus six and a half against Baltimore. We were so in on Baltimore just defrauding the Bengals and who we thought they were. But, man, RIP Denny Green because the Bengals were not who we thought they were. Apparently, they are the leaders in the AFC North? Question well, I'm not going to call that a bad beat. A bad beat is usually like you have the right pick, but it's so close it goes the other side. Like, say, Jared Goff getting exactly 268 <laughs> passing yards. However, yeah. the – the Bengals. Um, let's come back to the Bengals. We, we're in unveiling a new bet in segment two called Oddball of the Week, where I think the Bengals will show up again. But we mentioned uh, the Saints and their and their awful game with the Seahawks. I feel like we should start with the Saint with the Saints and a slightly better opponent. But I hate. Damn it! I backed myself in a corner, Ryan. Because we're starting with a road favorite, and I don't like when we do that. Uh, Tampa Bay minus four and a half is the road favorite at New Orleans. And you're all over the Buccaneers in this, even though I'm like, I don't know, man. It's the Superdome. It's New Orleans. It's the House of Horror. All those things are true. All of those things are true. And New Orleans, yes, their defense by DVOA, third best in the NFL, second best against the rush, sixth best against the pass. I don't care. Lay the points. It's time for the Buccaneers to rightfully claim the NFC South for what it is, and it is their division. And four and a half points doesn't seem like a ton to me in in this uh, scenario. And like you said, the Buccaneers are road favorites, but – what we just watched the Buccaneers do to the Bears, which have a pretty decent defense themselves in week seven. I mean, Brady threw for four touchdowns. 
he's making big time throws. I, the, the only thing that spooks me is that Superdome juju, Chris. Yeah. And to be fair too, I'm looking at PFF grades now too. And you know, the, the saints come in at what a 71 and a half on their defense grade versus the Buccaneers offense, which is uh, astronomical numbers, especially in the passing game, 90, like over a 91 grade in the passing game. Yeah. I, that's what, think- that's what they're going to have to stop. That's what they're going to have to stop. And Antonio Brown is out again. However, I don't think that's going to make much of a deal. They seem to just fill in the pieces just fine going to Chris Godwin. And and, and Mike Evans, right? Three touchdown yeah. pet, three touchdown receptions the other week. I mean, good good lord. Come on. I played, you know, nobody likes to talk about fantasy, but I played Mike Evans last week and I got my I got my you Look, know man, you're, you're down, you're down Brown and Gronk and nothing's wrong. You just keep yeah. on trucking because they they have that many weapons. And, and the one last thing I want to mention, we, we talk about the Bucks offense, but like the Bucks defense, not too shabby. Seventh in DVOA, 11th against the pass, but fourth against the run, which if the Saints want to really do anything, they got to do it on the ground. They got to do it with Kamara. They got to either run the ball with him. I know they reunited him with Mark Ingram. We'll see how that goes. But I, I just don't think the Saints have the weapons to stretch you know, if there's a weakness to the Bucks defense, it's their secondary. Are, are you are you at all concerned about Jameis Winston and his uh, his miscast group of characters at wide receiver? Let me flip a coin and figure out which Jameis Winston we're getting. That's why I like these odds at minus yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Heads, heads. He's a good quarterback. Tails, he's bad. Here we go. This is it live on there. You can hear it. It came up tails. Let's go with the Buccaneers. <laughs> Minus four and a half on the road. I am I, not joking. It actually came up. I actually flipped a coin. It came up tails. This is not fake. This is not the magic of radio. That actually happened. I, I appreciate your best Tommy Lee Jones impression of Two-Face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a marked coin. I don't have the scratched off coin. I wish I did. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, moving on from this game, let's go to... Actually, I think this is this Brian is everyone is calling this the upset special of the week. I've seen I don't know how many like big time stat guys out there and, you know, advanced people. We keep mentioning DVOA from football outsiders. I saw their guys all over this New England plus four on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers, which means that the Chargers are once again going to be playing probably a road game with that crowd. That's what you get out in LA, right? It's what you get in SoFi, man. Especially with the Chargers. Like, I'm sorry. Let's like go back to San Diego. Um, New England, I feel like this this one seems to be predicated, Ryan, on the fact that it feels like New England's star is once again rising. Mac Jones looks more comfortable out there. Uh, Chris, who do you as work quarterback? For? What? Who do you work for? I work for Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, let's see. But I mean, like, look, look at Ben, like, look at what Ben Bolden's done lately. Like they're using him in that old, you know, Chris White pass catching running back role. Uh, their tight ends are getting more production. Like New England seems to be going back to its roots. And it seems to be like, I get it. You just housed the Jets. They're the Jets, but. They, they haven't really had a lot of good teams to play lately. Chargers might be one of them, but I don't think the Chargers are this undefeatable juggernaut that we thought of them just a few weeks ago either. Yeah, I, I think that 
there's some interesting storylines going on here, right? Because as you mentioned, New England just absolutely kicks the you-know-what out of the Jets last week, which was expected, but not to the extent that they did. Yeah, 50-burger. Yeah, 50-burger against uh, Robert Sala's, you know, impenetrable defense. But um, the the other side of that is the Chargers are coming off a bye. Are they going to come in this game well-rested, or are they going to come in this game and catch a hot team, and are they going to catch one on the chin? Most people seem to be – most of the uh, not-quite-wise guys, but let's just call them, I don't know, nerds, are in on the Patriots, are in on the Chargers coming off with a little bit of rust and coming and running into a hot team. Now, I don't know if the Patriots are going to win, but I feel like you're getting four on the road here. I kind of like those odds that covers the field goal that covers some late game shenanigans. Hell, that even covers a weird four point four and a half covers the weird four point difference of, of, you know, you kick your, of like field goal touchdown, field goal touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're, you're covered. The number is a good number on this game. If you're catching it at four and a half, if you're catching it at like, well, actually I'm sorry, it's at four right now. Still, that's still a push. If you can get this at four and a half, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. I mean, right now, as you mentioned, 52% of the cash on New England against the spread and 89% of the cash on New England. And I'm assuming that's because they're plus 176. So, I mean, those are great. Those are great odds to get back. So no wonder that a lot of the cash is there. No, I'm sorry. It is four and a half. I'm an idiot. Four and a half is like, I'm I'm with you. Four and a half, lock it in. Like, I'm, I'm feeling really good about that number. And, and what's interesting about that number, though, is that it started at six this week, Chris. So it's Patriot, going down. It's going down because I, I think people are realizing, like, on, on the road, Bill Belichick's going to be that coach that's kicking field goals. Like, he wants to win this game in a close one. So I can totally see four and a half being a, uh, a valuable a valuable grab here with the Patriots. Yeah, and, and like New England's lost against the good teams they've played. They lost the Saints. They've lost the Bucs. They've lost the Cowboys. That is all well and good. On the other hand, they've played close in all those games. In, not in the Saints game, but in the Bucs and the Cowboys games, they played close. Yeah. So they, they, they've, as you say, like, give me four and a half points in a close game. I'll be happy. Yep. What do we got next? Uh, We have, um, let's go to the other teams in the NFC South since we did Tampa Bay and New Orleans, New Orleans. We're uh, sticking down there and doing the other divisional game. Atlanta is a three point home favorite. So that's just the, the home field advantage against the Carolina Panthers. Now I'm of the belief that for whatever reason, people seem to hyper overvalue the Panthers. Um, I don't, I, I would, I would probably have made them like a one or two point underdog in addition to the three points that yeah, you the lay advantage for the yeah. home field. Like this is a team that just benched Sam Darnold and only put up three points against the giants. Yeah, this is the teams whose offense just isn't working right now. And this idea that somehow that, and I get all of the defensive woes that Atlanta has, but their offense is kind of working right now, Ryan. Their offense at least moves the ball and scores points. The problem with, with going on right now for Carolina is that's not true. 
No, it's not true. I, I, I Let's dig more into the Falcons because I think they got written off after, you know, losing a, just a stinker in week one against the Eagles, 32 to six, and mm-hmm. then following that up with a loss to the Bucks. But since then, they beat the Giants on the road, 17-14. They lost a close one to Washington, 34-30, then went over to London and beat the Jets, 27-20, beat the Dolphins, 30-28, if you're picking up on on something right now, like the Falcons have been within like four points of their last four games. And I totally agree with you, Chris. Benching Sam Darnold, bringing in P.J. Walker for as much as that fills my heart and makes me feel good inside. This is the XFL. I don't know if that really moves the needle. I think betting on this game might be insanity, but we promote insanity and we promote crazy shit. So let's take the Falcons. Right. Well, the reason why this isn't a Bronx bet is because we have something even more special coming out for Bronx bet. So I'll just say that I will say that your boy Kyle Pitts is playing pretty damn well balling out, man. And he's doing it all over the field. Like they're lining him up as a standalone outside the numbers X wide receiver and he's just making cornerbacks pay for it. Like they're trying to put one-on-one coverage with him outside. They ain't going to work chief. By the way, by the way, Matt Ryan, by the way, is 10th in uh, PFF quarterback grades. We're going to not ta- talk about that. <laughs> I, I, hey, death taxes and the inevitable. Is Matt Ryan still pretty good conversation? That's that's kind of no, kind of what happens. He, he's washed. He's got some good stuff. And they've got Cordell Patterson too. They've got, again, they have weapons. The Carolina Falcons Panthers are a weird do not. team, man. They're a they're, weird. They're a team. weird. They're a weird team. But I like that against you know. If you're telling me that like I have to put place my trust in Sam Darnold, I'm not placing my trust in Sam Darnold. I will be vindicated. <laughs> Cordero Patterson as a running back wearing number eighty four is just it's just it just <laughs> melts it melts my brain every time I see it. Yeah. But um, hey, again, we're not sharps. But real quick on the numbers. Atlanta is receiving 69% of the cash against the spread. Very nice. And they are also receiving 83% of the money on the money line. So, Hey, I like Atlanta. Dirty birds. Dirty birds. Kick for tree. (laughs) All right. Uh, Last one we have here in this segment, Uh, Kansas city is laying nine playing against the New York giants. Now this spread you made me put this in here where I was just like, oh, my God, I think Kansas City is halfway on the schneid right now. I don't understand what's happening to their team. Patrick Mahomes seems to be playing, which is good after that concussion because they need him and they need him in the worst kind of way. They are three and four. They are on the wrong side of 500 in the AFC West. And we just talked, and we just talked about the Chargers. Like the, the 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 Raiders are the leaders in that division right now, and they're at five and two. You kind if you can't beat the the Giants, you've got a real problem if you're Kansas City. But nine points is an oddball number. But at the same time, it's not like the Giants have been any kind of good whatsoever either. No, like when, when the Giants play, and, and here's here's my whole, here's what everything is built off of. The Chiefs have to get it together. Like they have to put it together at some point. And 
I think this is the game where they can do that because when the Giants play really good football teams, I, I, I come on, they lost 44 20 to the Cowboys, a few 38 11 to the Rams. When they play good football teams, they get their teeth punched in. And I think that the Chiefs, they need to get off the schneid here. It, here's what I will promise to you, Chris, and our listeners I will promise that if the Chiefs don't cover in this game, I'm done with them for the rest of the year. I'm not interested in betting on the Chiefs for the rest of the year because Patty Mahomes' brother is busy making Patrick Mahomes' life a living hell by recording TikToks while he is <laughs> just eating a solemn dinner by himself. It looks like Patrick Mahomes is going through it right now, but the Chiefs got to turn this around right now, Chris, right? Like there has to be a sense of urgency to light a fire under them to say, hey, the Raiders are still within reach. Time to start winning some football games. Yeah, and what 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 better cooking, what better chicken noodle soup do you have than a New York Giants team that uh, last I checked, are they going to have Saquon Barkley for this game? I know they're going to have Kadarius Toney and, um, and Kenny Galladay, but I don't know. Barkley was out of practice on Thursday. Do we know if he's going to play who knows i mean and and if he does play the thing with saquon has been is he going to be on a limited workload Mm -hmm. is he you know it's one of those long-term investments in a running back which you know they've chosen to make the other thing we haven't mentioned chris this is monday night football i just looked for the friday report did not play saquon barkley did not practice huh did not practice on on friday Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay didn't practice on Friday either. Uh, hey man, I don't know. Like, I, what what is it? What is it with the Giants? Like they they put out all this. They have all these like on paper great weapons, and none of them ever play. It's Monday Night Football. Arrowhead Stadium has to be rocking. Like, uh-huh. I think the Chiefs the Chiefs cover this one. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good teams cover. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Oddball of the Week. We'll do our Lions coverage. We'll give Ryan's daily double. We'll get into the Bronx. We'll do all that next on One Leg at a Time, brought to you by Pride of Detroit. And welcome back to One Leg at a Time, where we keep wasting money and having fun with it. As long as it's fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's odd in this whole crazy world where everything's being gambled now. I feel like this is at least the more sane stuff. Ah, <sighs> man, Chris, it's Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. Scary. Let's, let's get spooky with it. Let's get really spooky with it. Here we go. Oddball of the week. This is a overflow of our first segment. This is something me and Ryan, we're not quite sold on, but it's something that uh, we picked out that the line doesn't make sense at all, but we're still going to take the bait and see what happens. And then this one, we're looking at a total, a total, mind you, we'll give the total in a second on Bengals at Jets, Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. 
What makes this an oddball is that it's an ele- Bengals are an 11 point road favorite. Okay. That's the first part. We need to remind everyone that I don't think Zach, Zach Wilson is not playing this game. I believe. No, he is not. Zach Wilson Mike, Mike white, Mike white is going to get the start. Do you know where yeah. Mike white went to college? I, I do not. Chris, where did Mike white go to college? He is a Western Kentucky Hilltopper, baby. Hey, all right. Sounds like he has great quarterback pedigree, but again, scout the man, not the helmet. Uh, they traded for Joe Flacco, though. They did so, trade for Joe Flacco. I don't think he's going to be ready, though. No, but it Joe seems Flacco like, keeps getting work. Yeah, what? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, in spite of the fact that you have to lay 11 points if you're buying the point spread on the Bengals, and I think on the money line, the Bengals are like, what, minus 575? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, not really worth it to lay it on the money. Yeah, line. but here's the thing. The, the, the total is only 42 and a half. So to cover on the point spread and to go under, you have to imagine that it's only the Bengals moving the ball in this game and the Jets are going to be virtually shut out. Like a 20, like a 22 to three type of game or something. And, and, and I don't see that happening, Chris. And let me tell you why. Well, why not? The past two weeks... The Bengals have played the Ravens. They've played the Lions. The Ravens, a middling defense this year. Kind of a, uh, a departure from kind of, you know, what they're, what they're known for, what they hang their hats on over there in Baltimore for their defense. Bengals score 41 on them. The week prior to that, a Lions defense that's no bueno. And Jerry Jacobs playing way above his pay grade to try to do his best job against Jamar Chase. They still score 34. The Bengals, I think, are going to score like 40 points in this game. Like, I, I totally see against the Jets defense, in terms of DVOA, the Jets are 29th in the league. They're 28th against the pass, 27th against the rush. This is a game where I maybe the Jets can contribute some points. I hope so, but I think the Bengals are going to score in bunches. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm feverish looking at this. I'm feverish thinking about Mike White, who came into the league in 2018, is just now getting his start. Robert Sala is off to a fantastic start in New in New York, folks. That's all I've got to say about that. Go Jets, go. Go Jets, go. Let's talk about another sad game: uh, Eagles and Lions. Which uh, you you were just on first bite with Jeremy and our friend Brandon Lee Gowton who gave us amazing cheesesteak sandwiches last time he we went to the NFL draft in Philadelphia. What was that? Woodrow's Woodrow's. Yeah. Woodrow's nice Wood, like I, I heard another Philly guy, very much more traditional poo pooing on Woodrow's because he doesn't like the idea that we got like, you know, red pepper, red cherry pepper, cheese whiz and, and truffle. No, it was truffle cheese whiz and red pepper, red cherry pepper mayo. Yeah. He's like, oh, you can't do that. That's not that's not traditional. I'm like, yeah, but it was good. Yeah, it was delicious. It's it was the best amazing. Steak I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, but clearly, Eagles. This is this is a game where both fan bases are looking at the other team, saying, yeah, that team over there, they should win, right? <laughs> yeah. So, right? Eagles are laying three and a half points on the road against the Lions. I don't know if you want to touch the spread in this one. You can decide if you'd like the hook. 
Now, if you're playing this one close, the hook makes it interesting, Ryan. But the hook does make it interesting. And we're doing this for the second week in a row, right? We're, we're, yeah. doing, we're doing the Lions are everybody's darling to pick up their first win of the year and do it against this time against a team that is just totally in shambles. Like the Philadelphia. Yeah, but we thought about that with the Bengals, right? Like, oh, no, no, not the Bengals, but like the Bears. People yeah. said that about the Bears game. People said that about the Bengals game. Hey, uh, Chris, 94% of the money is on the Lions on the money line. Oh, good God. 56% of the money is taking that three and a hook against the Eagles. Do you want to Do you wanna bet on the spread? I'm scared. Good. It's Halloween weekend, baby. This is really scary. This is a slasher flick. Um. You know what? Yeah, I'll take Lions plus three and a half. Oh, he spilled the blood. I love it. I, I grab that neck and I just cut <laughs> deep. Cut real deep. Lions plus three and a half. We're locking it in. Any interest in the point total in this game? Over under 48 and a half. Oh, man. You know what? I put you on the spot. So let me put let me put myself on the spot for uh, for this over under. I want the over. I want okay. the over. I'm going to mark these separately that Ryan has the over. I have the spread. Yeah. I want, I want the over in a big, bad way. And the reason why I want it so bad is because I think that the Eagles linebackers are so bad that Deandre Swift is going to eat. And I think that leads to Chris's next point. Yes. We like our props here right now on DraftKings, You can get Deandre Deandre Swift, anytime score, Plus 140. I think that's easy money. He's showing you why he is this thing, this this team's offense. He is, I, I think, is he leading the NFL in scrimmage yards right now? Or if he, he isn't, it's close. It's he's a top scrimmage yards combined dude out there. And I think at some point in this game, he's gonna see the end zone. Yeah, whether or not it's through the air or it's on the ground, however he's doing it, he's going to do it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about DeAndre Swift scoring a touchdown in this one. Um, yeah. Anytime score plus 140, if you're feeling really spicy, you can get first score or last score at plus 900. Would not recommend that though. But I would say that anytime score plus 140 is hopefully as surefire as you can, as you can, take in this game yeah and just just for clarification because we're not perfect people but 10th in scrimmage yards deandre swift okay which i mean come on i like the guy i like him i like him a lot daily double time what do you got for us on the daily double ryan all right the 49ers i don't know are they bad are they good does Kyle Shanahan even care about Jimmy Garoppolo, not only as a quarterback, but as a human being? I don't know. All these are great questions to ask, but what I will say is that I think the 49ers still have some semblance of a defense. And I know they, they're probably losing Javon Kinlaw, but I think they still have enough push up front. And I think that what they can do this week and what you can do this week as a, uh, as a better is take the 49ers on the money line because I think that that is like a surefire lock. I, I, I don't see the Bears winning many football games. 
this year. And on top of that, this is one of the most, <laughs> this is one of the ugliest over-unders I've seen in a while, Chris. 39 and a half at Soldier Field. Give me the under. This is going to wow. be a, this is going to be a <laughs> gross, nasty game. I don't even know what the weather is going to be like in Chicago this weekend. I, I don't care what it's going to be like. The only thing that I'm forecasting on Sunday is defense, and I'm forecasting a lot of it. So forecasting pain. For I'm forecasting spooky <laughs> vibes. We haven't done enough with this. That it is Halloween. We haven't been more spooky about it. No, we, we need to, we need to up the spooky, but at the same time. Well, I think we're about to get spooky. We're at least going to put on some costumes right now. Let's get real scary in here. Let's get real scary by taking you to the world's largest prison as, <laughs> as done by John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. We're taking you to the prison Island known as New York. Try to rescue the president of the United States and some of the, some of the denizens who would be there in the year. What, what year was escape from New York? 2000 and uh, what was it? I think it was 97 in the fictional world there. Oh, 2097. Was it 2097? I thought it was only, I thought it was like in the nineties. Like dystopia, dystopia for movies in the eighties was, was supposed to come really quick. Yeah. It's (laughs) like, like they weren't thinking about, Hey, we've probably got 50 years before the world collapses. They're like, no, the world's going to collapse in like six yeah, like it, like things are bleak right now. It's uh in a dystopian 1988. So the film came out in 81. <laughs> seven they, years. They thought we had seven years. Seven. No, actually it says 1997. No, but that's, that's, that's where like, that's when society collapses in 88, but in 97 is when the movie takes place. Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, not, not much further <laughs> off in the future. Call me snake. And call this Bronx Bats. So let me tell you something. You know what? I, I I got the papers in, and I gotta say I'm not really against this. You see this, P- pita, which I need. I thought that was just like the funny bread they sold, right, at the at the Euro place. But people for the ethical treatment of animals, which means, I guess you don't kill them, but you just kind of like stun them very gently before you cut off the the blood or something. I don't know. Either way, I don't know what these people do. Who cares? But they came out and they're like, you know what? We think bullpen is specious. What the fuck is specious? I don't know. But they say they want to replace, they want Major League Baseball to replace bullpen with arm barn. Chris, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. It's it's a bullpen. It's no, a bull- I like Ombon. What are you talking about? It sounds I, funny. Get out of here. I'm not ready for any Ombons. I don't need You've any You've never Ombons. seen a barn in your life. You've never been to Upstate. Yeah, go to hell. The, the thing is, is that you need to realize, you start talking about just stunning animals. I, I'm thinking about my kid. He's got all the Pokemon, Pokemon cards, and, you know, they, they stun them, and they catch them in the balls, and... I don't know where I'm going with this. All the only thing yeah, well, I know you cut you cut you cut the throat and let it drain out and uh, just serve it up with some pita. You eating shawarma these days? You're not even go getting a slice of za. What what a oh, come oh, yeah. on? You call yourself a New Yorker? Yeah, I am. There's there's good shawarma. It's not every day you want pizza. You know you'll get heart attack that way. And my yeah. old pap, you gotta drink some more yeah. red wine. You gotta Eat look it. at you. Look at you with your coke and and whiskey. You gotta give a little red wine. It's good for the heart. You know what's good for the hot? What's that? Justin Herbert. Is he though? 
kid looks like he just came out of like Harvard or something. He's trying to be like all prissy. Like, look at me. I, I got a job with Goldman freaking Sachs over here. And you're still talking like you came out of the fucking bo- like a mass hole that you are. Shut the, the guy's probably a Patriots fan under, under the hood. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, look at this kid. Like, what, what have you seen a mullet like that before? Hey, uh, you know what? I've seen a mullet like that before, and it was down in Long Beach. Sure, hey, but I, like, I'm, I'm just Google this guy right now. It says he went to Oregon. Oregon ain't in the fucking South, and I know my geography pretty well, I think. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty Northwest, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. What, what the fuck are you doing with a mullet like this? It's like Days of Thunder down here or something. Like, cut the freaking hair already, kid. Good Lord. But let me let me look at that papers he got there. Let me go. Whoa, hold, 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 hold up. His over-under for total yards passing in this game is 29, 200, excuse me, 291 and a half. You get the fuck out of here. You go to Long Island and go fuck yourself. All right? I'm not taking that. Give me the under on that all day. Well, I mean, l- let's just take a look at the numbers, right? The the proof is in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. I do like pudding. Justin Herbert, in his past few games, 195 yards against the Ravens. That's Boom. a dud. 398 against the Browns. Right, let's just throw that one out. That's an outlier. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? It's the, the Browns. Ra- the Raiders, 222. The Chiefs, 281. Hey, my, my my grandmother can throw for more than 281 yards against that chief secondary. All right. That would be impressive. Your grandmother's dead. And you don't, you don't, you don't talk about Margaret that way. I'm you, <laughs> Margaret. You say, why'd you call her that? Why'd you have to say that name? <laughs> Margaret. Why'd you have to say that name? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm with you. You you you're ready to take the under because I don't think I'm this kid's got this it in him. Under. I'm slamming this un, under harder than than you know when I went to when I went to Coney Island and I just I, I pile drive that kid into the fucking Ferris wheel fence. It's like don't touch my pants. I don't know where you've been. You shut the fuck up. And don't and, and you put you put the strokes back in your pocket. I don't even want to know what that is. I did thirty. I, I did thirty days in the slam of that. Cut, cut, <laughs> cut. <laughs> Barely holding this together at this point. I can't even imagine what's going to happen when we get to Christmas with these two assholes. Oh my gosh! They hey, they got they got to put together a nice little Christmas loan to make sure that all the all the gifts get purchased. That's right. All the tickle me Elmos uh, are out there dancing at Knicks games. Apparently, getting drunk and yelling "fuck uh, fuck Trey Young." Yeah, talking about Trey Young's hairline. I don't know. <laughs> hairline is always a great way to make a uh, to make to make a joke on an athlete. You will never go wrong yelling about someone's hairline. If you they have, play, if they play ball, you have made it. I think if people are picking on your hairline, LeBron James, Trey Young, Jordan never had a problem with his hairline. You know why? Because no. probably as soon as he saw that, he's like, "F it, shave the whole damn thing." Michael Jordan set unrealistic expectations for bald people forever. He just had the perfect. He just had the perfect. Joke. <laughs> 
shave his head. Like that was, of course, the that was the right call. Ah oh, man, uh, we are getting into NBA season. Any thoughts on on the Pistons? Cade Cunningham coming back tonight. Come on, we got to get a win. Oh, I need God. it bad because I I I parlayed Red Wings over 76 and a half points oh my God. and Pistons over 25 and a half wins. They're the oh only winless team in the NBA. They got to get off the schneid at some point. Well, let's cut the feed here and then hopefully I can help you out cuz I see you're getting some free boosts on uh on on soccer bets. So maybe we can uh work out your Christmas gifts this way. <laughs> I'm real deep in the weeds if oh, I'm man. betting on English Premier League. I left my wife. <laughs> now that's oh, an old joke. Yeah. We're showing our age here doing the, the, this old shit. So we'll close up one leg at a time. Thanks for listening. I don't know what the final minutes of this thing turn into now. If you're listening this far and you got through Bronx bets, like congratulations. Uh, for myself, for Ryan Matthews, we're putting this one out there. Um, let's get all the bets in here real quick. Again, New England plus four and a half, Kansas City minus nine, Tampa Bay minus four and a half, Atlanta minus three, Bengals Jets over 42 and a half. I'm taking Lions plus three and a half. Ryan's taking the over in the Lions Eagles game at 48 and a half. We're both on DeAndre Swift anytime score plus 140. Ryan's daily double 49ers money line and under 39 and then a very, very interesting Bronx bet. Uh, Justin Herbert under 291 and a half passing yards. I'm still trying to understand the pants bit, but it was sometimes you just let it go, man. <laughs> sometimes you just let it go. We'll be, we'll be right back everyone next week. And then on Sunday with the POD cast, we'll see you star side. Oh, <laughs>